Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing great, and it's good to be with you. I'm excited about our subject today. Yeah, and, and this subject kind of is the, the cherry on top of the Sunday of our theme thus far for 2024. Uh, it's been good. Yeah, it's, we want to talk about leading from a full tank uh, today, uh, and it's two months worth of podcasts that we've devoted to a leader's well-being. Uh, we've taken this position all along that our well-being is a matter of obedience, not a matter of preference. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, today I'd like us to wrap up the conversation by exploring what it takes to lead from a full tank. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Cordero wrote a wonderful book entitled year, uh, years ago entitled Leading on Empty. And, uh, and Jim, I, I remember reading that book and I thought I could put my name in, his, you know, for every pronoun he used for himself, I could put my yeah. name in there. And it, that was my story. Um, and it, it, that book helped me so much. Great book. Um, our, our, our premise today is simply this. You can't give what you don't have. I mean, that's as simple as, I think that's the simplest way I can say it. Yeah. So if you're leading on fumes, you're not going to lead well and you won't lead for very long. Yes. Um, if you are running and leading on an empty tank, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a failed leader. It means you don't have anything left to run on. It's right. It's that simple. I remember yeah. running out of gas in my car one time. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, and it was in the day before you had the yellow flashing light, you know, yeah. at you. Yeah. And, and coasting as far as I could in neutral. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, make it, I didn't make it all the way to my destination. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, the question that we want to answer today is how do we, how do we not do that? How do, how do right. we lead from a fuller tank versus a tank that's, that's choking for fuel? Right. So what do you think, Jim, about this, this last subject, this last topic? Huge. What well, you just said is life is full when you're full and life is empty when you're empty. And that's, that's, that can be marriage. That can be family. That can be, but certainly in ministry an, an abundant heart, lives very differently than one that's just run out of gas. And yeah. just because we run out of gas doesn't mean people are, are done with us. They're still going to want more. <laughs> so we, oh, that's, a we good, have, that's a good we, point. Yeah. And running on empty, as, I mean, if you're running on empty as a carpenter, you can still go build a, a house the next day. You're running on empty as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a pastor, as a counselor, you're in trouble. The, that yeah. has to come from within. An abundance within you becomes an abundance within others. A lack yep. within you, it's your life is miserable without what you're about to teach. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd like to look at um, a couple of ideas here today. Uh, some of these ideas we've talked about in the past, um, but just some new thoughts around some yeah. of this. So uh, first of all, if you want to lead from the full tank, understand it's your responsibility. Good. Good. It's my responsibility. It's not, I'm responsible for my own fullness so yeah. to speak. Uh, ultimately, nobody else is responsible for that. Um, yeah. my, my board is not responsible. My 
wife is not responsible. My staff is not responsible. Yeah. My kids are not responsible. My grandkids are not responsible. Yeah. I own responsibility, full responsibility for the level of energy that resides within my mental and emotional tank. Um, I, I, I was talking with somebody the other day at, at this conference you and I were at together a while back. Um, yeah. I was talking with them about this whole idea of ownership and stewardship. It's a, it's a stewardship matter. Nobody will mm. pay attention. Nobody knows you could look at somebody who's depleted on the inside and on the outside, you may not know they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, and expecting people to realize where I'm at mentally and emotionally, forget that. Just let's, yeah. let's just forget about that and realize it's our responsibility. That's the, that's the first one. Any thoughts on that, Jim, before we jump into no. the next one? I'm, I'm okay. tracking you there. That's good. Okay, so the second thing is to remember that we are four things. Now, this came from our new friend, Daniel Whitehead at yeah. uh, Sanct uh, Sanctuary Health uh, Ministries. And, and he, he characterized it that way. We've talked about this before, that we're, we're, we're three-part beings, but he said we're yeah. four things. And I like the way he said it. We're spiritual, we're physical, psychological, which includes the psychological piece includes our thoughts, our thought patterns, our emotions. Yeah. And fourthly, we are social. Yes. And, and some Christian leaders are one dimensional when it comes to well-being. And that dimension is usually the spiritual dimension. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if I, I, I spend time with God. I, uh, I'm in the word. I pray. I memorize scripture. And we love that, right? We sure. all of that is is good stuff, but we don't understand that we are a psychological being, that we are a a social being, and that we are a physical being, and that those other dimensions matter a ton. Yeah. Um, if I'm healthy spiritually and unhealthy in those other three dimensions, I'm pretty much unhealthy. Yeah, and and so um, I, I heard a, a well-meaning pastor tell me one time. So, John, if you take care of the spiritual part of your life, you don't need to be concerned about these other things in your life. And I respond, I remember responding to him. So, so here's what I think you're telling me. If I take care of my spirit, there's no need to pay attention to my body. I can right. eat whatever right. I want. Not I exercise, not sleep, right. just, yeah. With, right. with no negative effects on my health. Is that what you're telling me? And he said, well, no, I'm not telling you that. And I said, well, essentially, okay. that's what you're saying. Yes. Um, so we we are four things. And um, I do believe that time spent developing in those four areas, these these four areas, it's interesting, I think. I think these four areas are their own unique tanks or buckets, whatever visual yeah. you want to yeah. use. And there are a certain set of behaviors that fill those tanks, but they all intersect with each other as well. Yes, I would like to hear your thoughts on this one, Jim. Yeah, well, I, I think that 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 part of them intersecting that you know Jesus says, "Hey, fellas, pray with pray for an hour," and they they fall asleep. He comes back, "Hey, pray," and like this is a big deal. Uh, Satan's going to sift you like wheat, Pete. I mean, this is a big deal, and mm -hmm. he still falls asleep. He comes back, goes, "Okay, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak." So we can succeed in one area, fail in the other, and fail. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's what you're trying to say is to say, yes. no, no, we're, we're just spiritual or no, we're just physical. No, we're just emotional. No, we're just relational. Well, we're all those things. We, all right. of those areas, if one area is weak, all areas suffer. If one area is strong, all, all areas benefit. A strong body, that's good for my soul. Uh, a yes, terrible toothache is bad for my soul. Well, it's a, it's a physical thing. Why should it affect my soul? Because they're connected. They're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're uh, you know, I used to say triune, but now we're quadrune beings. I think, I think that's right. That might be the right Latin. I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? I just learned the word ubiquitous last week. So what, what do I know about, you know, I'm making up words. It's my strategy. I learned it from President Bush, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, if you want to lead from a full tank, you're responsible ultimately remember that you are yeah. four things and and give time and give effort to develop yes. in those four areas the third thing i believe that will help us lead from a fuller tank is paying attention okay and let me explain there i think that there are indicators that help objective indicators that help us monitor how our fuel is doing yeah uh you know, our, our pace. And Jim, we've talked about pace uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say this about our pace, that our value to God has nothing to do with how full our schedule is. Yes. I used to say that it has very little to do. I'm, I've, I'm going whole hog on this. It has nothing to do. Mm. Our value to God is not what we do for God. Our value is that we belong to him. Yes. That's our value. Our value to our church, yeah, it has something to do with what we're doing, right? Our mm-hmm. uh, But our value to him has zero mm-hmm. to do with how busy we are. Um, yeah. God wants us to work diligently. He wants us, more importantly, wants us to produce good outcomes, I believe, and bear good fruit. Yeah. Um, but he also gives us Dozens and dozens and dozens of yeah. scriptures that tell us, it, hey, you need to take your foot off the gas pedal. Yeah. And I would say this, if you have no white space on your calendar, you're leading on empty. I'll, I'll yeah. just speak prophetically into that. Yeah. You might know, not know you're leading on empty. You may, uh, and uh, other people around you might not know you're leading on empty, although I, I would dare say that they probably know something's up with you. Um, uh, look, your pace does not equal your value. Right. And I'm going to just leave it there with that one. So we have to pay attention to our schedule. Do we have white space for family? Do we have white space for rest? Do we have white space for, uh, friendship? We talked about friendship in, in the, in pod 225 just last week, Jim. And so that's the second thing we got to pay attention to. Is our friendships? No, I'm not going to spend any time on it though, because we talked about that in detail yeah. last last <clears> week. <throat> Just yeah. listen to episode 225, yeah. and and it will help you hopefully understand how important your friendships are to running and leading from a full yes. tank. So your pace, your people. Third thing we need to pay attention to is our plan. And by plan, I mean a an intentional maintenance, emotional well-being yes. maintenance plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I take my car in, Jim, every, I don't know how many months, five or six months to get the oil yeah. change and the tires rotated. Yeah. Do 
Do I yep. do that because I like to do that? I don't like to do that. <laughs> but you know what I like less is my car falling apart way before it's supposed to. Right. We right. do that to get better performance out of the car and to extend its longevity. And so mm-hmm. I think most of us do some sort of that with our vehicles, but very few of us do that with our emotional and mental tanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I need a, Jim, I need a roadmap for that. Yeah. I can't just kind of float my way into this. I, I have to be intentional. Yeah. And, and if we're not intentional, I think <clears throat> chances are we're going to find ourselves one day leading on empty. Yeah. Um, let me give you some of these plan items that I think are important. Laughter is a big one. Yes. Um, you know, ministry is a serious business most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, and so we need laughter to, to counteract that seriousness. Uh, one of the best things that ever happened to me, and I, I know you've heard me say this before, I came out of college wound up as tight as a man bun. I yeah. just <laughs> was so serious. And God yeah. put somebody in my life really early out of college who was ridiculously funny. Yeah. And I thought he was, you know, he's become <laughs> my best friend. But at, there were moments when he would do stuff that was so funny. And I just thought, why are you wasting my time with this? Yeah. <laughs> I've got work to do, man. Yeah. But he knew that I needed to lighten up yeah. uh, a, a lot. And so, you know, the Bible talks about a cheerful heart being good medicine. Uh, we know scientifically that laughter releases yeah. chemicals in our brain that help us yep. with stress and lift yeah. our mood. So that's a maintenance. I'm Jim, talk to me a little bit about the laughter piece. You know, I just, I'm curious what you think about it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, as pastors, we're around a lot of serious people uh, with serious problems. Yeah, I mean, uh, they'll take the funeral home, for example. If you've ever been around people that do funerals for a living when no one else is around, they laugh a lot. Because if you don't, if you don't find a way, you're surrounded by grieving people dealing with immediate crises, with family dynamics that are awful sometimes, and all the worst fears and all the nightmares, and all, and you're stuck in that. Well, when they leave, and it's just that if you don't home people hanging out, they're hilarious. It's a cops are the same way. To be around police officers, there's a certain humor that only police officers and EMTs and combat mm-hmm. soldiers and so forth have. So why why do why would I associate these difficult livings with humor? It's because they're, they're all. If you heard their jokes, you think they were twisted and messed up. Um, but they're it's a survival technique. It's you got to let it out. You got to have something besides this. And when pastors are together and their congregants are nowhere to be found, they're hilarious. The best yeah. stories I, I've ever heard. I had my my friends. Uh, I used to be on staff in Arizona. My pastor was is now the superintendent and his two fathers, his father and his father-in-laws had both been lifelong missionaries and superintendents and so forth. So I would just ask a question. What's the funniest thing that ever happened in church? And for an hour, we would just roar about yeah. the baptismal that went horribly wrong. You know, oh, the, yes. guy that did the announcements at district council with a zipper down. The, uh, you know, the, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Well, they, they were very serious men because they, it, it's eternity they deal with their leaders crises but man they yep. they know how to laugh and and if they hadn't known how to laugh they'd have never achieved what they achieved you've got to find a place that is safe enough to be 
to be lightened. Uh, you'll learn to laugh or cry in leadership. Both yeah. are appropriate. Not just one, not just the other. Both are appropriate. But you, you've got to mourn with those who are mourning, but you've got to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And I, I love being around high-level leaders when no one else that they lead is around because the stories are just hilarious. And they're survival techniques. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I, 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 it seems weird that you've got to plan laughter. Yeah. But I think you do. I, I, I think life just wants to throw so much serious stuff at you all the time that I got to carve out time for those people in my life that we may end up not talking about anything serious for an hour, but we laugh for an hour. Yes. And I come out of those meetings feeling so energized. Yeah. I, I just feel better yeah. uh, and, and less stressed. So laughter is important. We've talked about exercise before as being another thing that needs to be on your maintenance plan. I'm not going to yeah. go too far with that other than to yeah. say this, that exercise is a good use of your time. You can bring yeah. a friend. We said this last week. You can bring a friend with you to the gym so you can get some friendship in and some exercise yeah. in and probably some laughter in. Because yes. funny yeah. stuff happens at the gym. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, yeah. and yes. it helps. And, it, and, and, and exercise help will help you lead on a fuller tank. Yeah. Um, a third piece is healthy distraction. Um, you know, I, I think that um, we are under the impression that as pastors, we have to be on high alert 24-7. Well, I've got news for you. God never intended you to operate like that. Yeah. And, and it's good to insert some activity into your schedules, grand scheme of things aren't very important yeah you know like planting flowers in your garden has got nothing to do with eternity yeah. it, 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 but it's it's distraction yeah um go playing 18 holes absolutely nothing to do uh, you might feel like you've lost your salvation if you're not a very good yeah. golfer and you had a rough <laughs> in a rough experience but my point yeah. is is here's the thing about golf that i love um my phone is off I'm out in, I see green and I see flowers yeah. and it's quiet. And all I'm focused on is this little white ball for four <laughs> hours and moving yeah. that ball into a, a hole. That's yeah. all I'm thinking about. And we're yeah. laughing. You want to talk about laughter, Jim? I, I'll tell you this quick golf story. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm golfing with my brother-in-law. This is when I was a, a lead pastor uh, many, many years ago. And we're out playing golf and we get to the last hole and i i i bowed down i i, I kneeled down kind of like a crouch to read my putt yeah. and my pants split <laughs> in the back yeah yeah and my brother-in-law says is that what i think that was <laughs> I said, yes and we uh, just died laughing yeah and i walked backwards to my car like <laughs> trying to avoid it it's one of the yeah. most memorable stories. He had to, I mean, yeah. he had to be there to enjoy it, but yeah. funny stuff happens on the golf course. If you want to run, uh, run and lead from a full tank, you are going to have to have something that distracts you from yeah. the seriousness of what you do. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about that? That, well, that, I, that? I think my, my best inspiration for leadership comes from those times you're talking about. There, there's that useless, goofy, whatever that's fun, but, Golf, there's a lot of time between shots in yeah. golf. 
there's a lot of time between fish when you're fishing, a lot of time between ducks when you're hunting, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not shopping. You're, you're not, it's, there's, there's something and then there's nothing and there's something and there's nothing. And I think in that yeah. nothing, so many great conversations and great stories and great, you know, I, everything I had in me, not to make a joke about a hole in one, you finally got a hole in one, 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 one pair of pants, you know? so, but it's, it's that kind of thing. You know, I, I, there's there's something wonderful about dedicated time when when the priority is is almost nothing good right. really good things come out of that I, the best sermons i've ever written have come out of driving down some straight road in the middle of nowhere where you don't really need a steering wheel because i my brain is functioning on not dying driving the car but there's another part of my brain that's now free to kind of roam and yeah. listen to a book or a podcast or in silence hearing god's voice i we, we cannot work constantly. We're got whatever. You couldn't be a, a ditch digger 24 hours a day. Well, you can't be a pastor 24 hours a day. You, right. you have to be something else to regain the strength to go back and dig whatever your ditch is the next day. And this is a yeah. great way to, uh, to do that. I, can I say one other thing that's really been helpful for me? Please. Like when, when, Please. when my body is messed up, um, I go to a, a massage place, massage therapist. Yeah. And they, they press on things that kind of hurts. But most of they just don't hurt me. Just, I just want to relax at a level I don't get to relax at. And if you find a knot, then you have my permission to jump on it. But other than that, just if I snore, that that is a compliment to your skills. In the same way, physically, the same way my soul, going to see my counselor has been so yeah. good for me. I feel like he just, he finds a knot and he jumps on it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it just is so good. And friendship, it's like that. It's just, you know, if you can't correct me, you can't protect me. So there's some part of friendship that has to be you know, vulnerable to the correction of people who really care about you. But for the yes. most part, it just, it just feels good to be with a friend, to be with a counselor, to be in church and not be the pastor, to take a Sunday off and go to somebody else's church and have that liberty to go, you know, the music's a little loud and it's not my problem. There you go. <laughs> you know, the room's a little warm and I don't care. <laughs> you know, yep. when they said turn around and greet each other, the person in front of me looks like they were baptized in lemon juice. But it's not my problem. You know, it's just there's just something so good about about taking care of your body, your soul, your spirit, and your relationships. They they we should run to these things because they're so good. Um, man, if we're not, we're missing something really wonderful. If I could get a free massage every day, there I there is no reason why I would not get a free massage every day. And if I can get a free workout every day, if I get free time, laughter, friendship marriage kids why would i not these are free most of these things cost me nothing that's right and they bring so much to fill my tanks i i that's right hearty amen brother hearty amen yeah let me give you one more and then i'll I'll wrap us up uh i'll wrap up my thoughts and i'll have you uh close us out here today i think sleep is another piece of the puzzle yeah um you know um sleep deprived leaders are at risk for a lot of things Um, they're at risk for physical issues, definitely emotional issues. They're, they're, they're at risk for decisions that are yeah. poor. Um, I, I usually don't make good decisions when I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, and, and so sleep is such an important piece of this whole puzzle. Um, the negative effects of sleep deprivation are so bad or so great that people who are hung over outperform people who are sleep deprived. And so we want to encourage you. We, God wants you, uh, God wants you to lead from a full tank. Yeah. 
He wants you to lead out of the overflow of what is happening on the inside of you. And so hopefully today we've given you enough reason to care about this. Yeah. And then uh, some real practical things that you can you can do that over a period of time will f- will keep you running on a really full tank. And yeah. uh, and I think you'll I think you'll see benefit in your personal life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your professional life. I, I I'm pretty sure you're going to see good yes. outcomes. I, your staff will know whether you're healthy or you're not whether you're running on a full tank or not, uh, yep. they, they, they can pick up on that pretty quick. So they'll appreciate you yeah. leading uh, from a full tank as well. So, so Jim, my hope is that the last two months of podcasts have really driven home that this idea that your well being as a pastor or a ministry leader is non-negotiable. Yeah. And I know that sounds strong, but I, I hope that's really what I'm, I wanted out of these last two months yeah. is that you would come to this place where like, man, I can't toy with this. I can't right. play with this. It's not a preference. It's, it's a matter of stewardship. It's a matter yeah. of longevity and sustainability. And, and I want to just ask, throw out some rhetorical questions to the audience today yeah. and then have you, have you wrap us up. How does it honor God if you burn out? So here's another one. How can you truly be of help to others if you're drowning under the waves of burnout, anxiety, or depression? And how can, here's the third one. How can you counsel others when you're so fatigued, you can't even make your own decisions? Um, So our dear leader friends, please hear our heart. Take ownership of your well-being, all four areas right? Spiritual, physical, psychological, and social. Awesome. Awesome. And I like what you said too, John, about being proactive. Like these are appointments on your schedule. Mm -hmm. Somebody says, Hey, pastor, I need to meet with you. Do you have time next week? Look at your schedule, but you've already put the big rocks in of taking care of your, of these parts of your soul, your spirit, your body, your community we've talked about. And, and you say yes or no. These are priorities. These aren't what I, when I have a good week, I'll make time for this, but in a bad week, I just need to run. Like you'll have a lot of bad weeks. That will make sure you have lots of bad weeks. So this is a proactive, you do it. You're responsible for it. That's brilliant. And I don't don't think it's too strong. I think sometimes we need, we need, um, we need fathers to tell us what's right. So thank you, John, for, for the last couple of months, it's been great. And the guests we've had, they've been fantastic and just, so thankful for this echoed message. This is not just you fighting this war. Find a good leader and he'll tell you what, uh, he'll, he'll echo what you just said, right? She'll echo mm-hmm. what you just said. So God bless you, our watchers and listeners. It is a joy to be a part of this. One of the things we heard at the retreat was, man, guys, keep doing that podcast. It's our whole staff listens to it yeah. together. Or I, I never miss an episode or man, this one episode really got a hold of my heart. And it's it's rewarding to hear that. Um, but you're, you're the reason we do this. We do this because... We believe that it's it's this private conversation we're having just between the three of us affects thousands and thousands and thousands of people in congregations right. and businesses and families and marriages. So bless you for taking this time, making this appointment to listen to this podcast. And we trust that uh, you do it because you want to serve and live well and do it for the long haul, having a blast doing it. So we're with you. We're cheering you on. God bless mm-hmm. you. All that you put your hand to take good care of yourself. 
or we'll shake our finger at you next week, right? Take good care of yourself as you continue to lead from alignment.